You're listening to The Retail Perch with Shekhar Raman and Gary Hawkins. We're going to discuss industry challenges and opportunities in grocery retail, AI, current and upcoming trends, and so much more. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Retail Perch. And as we drop uh, close up to the number 100 here, Gary, I think we're on 96. Uh, welcome to my co-host, Gary Hawkins. So what, what are we going to do at 100, Shaker? We're going to have to have some special, super special guest on. I guess so, yeah. It's, it almost feels like the 4th of July. We should do the episode before the 4th of July, <laughs> like celebrate the centenary. Um, we got a few days to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the summer is in here, and it looks like the Canadian forest fires are invading all the U.S. cities. So <laughs> Yes, yeah. Air, air quality alert back here again um, today. But Gary, I think uh, we're having a, a great time. I, I got a lot of comments back on our chat GPT episode. A lot of people really like that. So I have a feeling we might have to invite chat GPT back on by popular demand. Yes, I, I think we will. Maybe we can invite uh, version four on. When, that's uh, right. Yeah. Well, that's paid. Maybe they'd give it to us free if they listen to this episode. There you go. <laughs> 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 anyway, one of the perks of doing this. So anyway, listen, guys, We today we have uh, another guest, a very unique topic. I don't think we really touched on this topic again. And it just amazes me, Gary, having been doing this for nearly 100 episodes, and we still keep running into new areas that yes. we haven't touched. Uh, it's yes. just a testament to how diverse retail is. But uh, I'll let Max introduce himself. Max is uh, dialing in from Dublin, Ireland. But he lives in Germany, and he's the CEO and uh, founder of uh, Spectrum, which is a social conversational commerce company. And he's going to talk to us a little bit more about that. So, but before we do that, Max, welcome to the show, and uh, we'd love to hear a little bit about your background and how you wound up with Spectrum. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a it's a pleasure. Um, yeah, about myself, I actually have a background in law, which surprisingly helps me all the time in 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 business. Even though it has nothing to do to do with tech, and now ChatGPT can also do a lot of law stuff <laughs> as well. Um, what we're doing here at at, at Spectrum is we help large uh, enterprise um, companies like retailers, automotives, or app companies to use messaging platforms like WhatsApp. Instagram DMs or Messenger for their marketing, which is very, very exciting because these platforms are the biggest platform we have in the world with 1.5 billion users each, which is which is crazy. And people are doing nothing more than than texting and messaging each other. And these platforms are open for business. And we help the these companies to use that. And I think Deichmann, which is a large one of the the largest food retailer in Europe was also one of our customers was in the earnings call in Meta of Meta um, last year for the digital transformation they did with messaging. Um, so wow. really exciting topic for uh, for retailers. But I got stuck on the first part of your conversation. You are a lawyer. How did you wind up with this? <laughs> that's it. That's it. The long one. <laughs> The short answer is I got also involved into politics when I was 23 years old and was running for national parliament in Germany against the current president of 
Germany. Back then, he was the Minister of Foreign Affairs. And that's why I landed in national TV because everybody, everybody wanted to see what is a 23-year-old guy, why is he candidating against the current Minister of Foreign Affairs? And so on, so they got me on national TV. So that's why I got involved a lot with journalism and journalists. And that's why we initially founded the company for journalists and got CNN on Messenger and, and so on. So that's how we started. And then at some point we realized the problem for marketers is even bigger to reach their customers. And we went all in on marketing. So that's the that's the story. So, so Shaker, I think that's one of the more interesting backgrounds that we've heard from you know our guests. Definitely. My God. So 23 years old, you're running for national election. Is that right? For the yes. Parliament? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. So so what got you into, I know, we'll get back to the main topic, but this is really fascinating. What got you into running for the election? I became, when I was 18, I, I already was in my hometown with 45,000 people. Um, I was already candidating uh, to become a city council, and I got elected uh, with with eighteen uh, already. Is some kind of record? Like you must have been the youngest. It is. It's the youngest you can be because you only with eighteen you can candidate for that. And I really just a few days after my my birthday, my eighteenth birthday, I, I did that. So then I got became a city council. And when you're in local politics, and that was also. Local politics means you have a lot of influence on people's lives because it's all about the tiny things you can really concretely improve the, the lives of your, your citizens and, and the people around you, your neighbors. Yeah, that's how I got into politics and it got really quickly exciting. And at some point, all of a sudden, you're a candidate for national parliament. I got so a question got... for you. Do you, have, do you have a sister named Greta? <laughs> uh, no, not that I know, but it would be my small one. <laughs> yeah wow that, that's amazing so 18 you're running for city council you got elected so that must be some kind of record in germany the youngest city council person or something like that yeah. man okay i'm not sure if you want to continue talking about retail gary maybe we should just go down this topic <laughs> but that's fascinating so yeah. so you at 23 you realized okay you want to do something for journalists and you realize that there's a bigger issue with marketers and um kind of moved into and so how long ago was this so we started so i had to finish in between i had to finish law school basically so that was that was important also for my mom uh to do to do that so when we we founded the company in very late 2015 already 2016 then we became from for with a three people team we became launch partner for the messenger uh platform for businesses and did that for for two years for journalists. And then at some point we realized, hey, it's better to go for marketing. So we're doing the marketing one probably now for uh, almost five years. Hmm. Wow. Wow. So do you find, I, I was reading some of the stats on your on your uh, website, the blog post that I got. And uh, it looks like the EU is definitely leading in terms of use of Messenger and other DM services for marketing over the US. Is that a fact? It's correct. So in the US, if you compare the two ones, in the US, SMS is now, I think SMS is now adopted by almost 50% of the e-commerce marketeers. And you get a lot of you know promotions, join our SMS list and so on. Companies like Attentive, Emotive and so on, very successful in the US. The problem is for the EU is SMS is not important here, right? In, in the US, the amount of SMS 
that was sent 10 years ago compared to today is about, about the same, right? It's roughly the same level. In the EU, it's 10x lower. So SMS is falling off the cliff. It just lost, again, 30% from 2021 to 22. So SMS is gone in five years in Europe. Everybody's switching off. Everybody's switching to WhatsApp, Messenger, and so on. So that's why Europe is leading here. Other parts of the world, South America, Southeast Asia, they're all already on other platforms. The US is a little bit actually a special case, but it's still on SMS and iMessage. Yeah, which is so true, Gary. If you, if you go to India, everything is on WhatsApp. I mean, like businesses run on WhatsApp, right? Yeah. And, and here, I think the United States, you find that if you are... Uh, born brought up here you almost never use whatsapp most of the community that uses whatsapp in the united states tend, tends to be the immigrant community yes we're trying to keep in touch with you know people back home or if you're from europe or you know one of these places yeah. and it's never quite taken off and i can't understand what what the reason is i i think i have an idea of that a theory i would say and that is the higher amount of iphones that exist in the u.s so I think the market share of iPhones is uh, almost more than double compared to Europe right. and other parts of the world. So that's why more people are using iMessage still. And in Europe and in other, all the rest of the world, the adoption away was that you were on Android, so you were on WhatsApp or Messenger. So that's why it, it, it took off. So You're probably right. Probably. That's, that's a good call out. And I think people here, I find, are also a little bit more, can't say averse, but it doesn't go over as well. Like if I started receiving SMSs, messages from companies that I know didn't know of or didn't give permission to, I'm going to turn it off really, really quickly. So I think because simply because we're not used to it, I think. Right. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that. It is not seen as a marketing channel here. Yeah. Although I got to say, from customer service perspective, I've used Twitter very effectively. Like I DM a business, like if I got a complaint, I'll DM the business and I get a response really fast because they're monitoring those channels. But I'm only used to the complaint. I mean, I'm, you know, if you're listening to me, I don't, I do more complimenting than complaining, but I've used, I found that uh, Twitter is very effective for customer service. So, so from a so tell me a little bit more about how do you use this? I mean, when you say using it for marketing, how are you using messaging for marketing? There are different ways of, of course, how you could use that. You can use it to um, re-engage your existing CRM audience, right? So you can upload your audience to WhatsApp, for example, and reach out to them if you have the marketing consent. That's, for example, it's possible. You can also have on Instagram, you could ask people, hey, do you have trouble to find the right product? Because you have a complicated, you have a lot of products or you have a complicated product that needs explanation. You send them into the chat where an automated chatbot is helping people to find the right genes to configure a car or whatever they, whatever you design, basically. They can have completely fully automated conversations, which basically mimic the shop assistant right so the shop assistant is asking hey do you need help uh, explain the product so that's something you can mimic with a chatbot on these chat platforms and that's very effectively because you get from social you get so many people so quickly and in, into this chat so natural to interact on, on these channels because you do that all the time with your friends and your and your family and that's how the retailers 
are, are using this. Finding the right shoe, for example, with the uh, Deichmann example, the largest foot retailer in Europe. Wow. Wow. That's, that's uh, super interesting. So your platform is a way of um, enabling those marketing messages that, so helping you understand what does Spectrum exactly do then? So in very simple terms, it does two things, right? So the f you, we enable you to create a compelling user journey, a compelling chatbot on how to do that, you know, how guiding people in the chat so that you don't have to, if a hundred thousands of people are and millions of people are reaching out to you so that you don't have to do that manually. So that's, yeah. that's the chatbot part. Very, very simple. And the other part is uh, orchestrating the marketing messages you are sending out. That's the second, right? So is it, is it a welcome message? Is it a win back uh, message? Is it a newsletter? Whatever you, you want to create, uh, how personal you want to go, that's all possible with our with our platform. So these are the main two things we take care of. Uh, so Max, do you then integrate back into the company's other systems like their CRM system or other things? Yes, correctly. Okay. okay. So are they segmentation and stuff like that on your platform or is that something that they they manage? They can manage this on our platform. And I tell you about the segmentation is that in a chat on WhatsApp or on Instagram, you learn more in one chat about the customer than you do on email for an entire year. Right. Because in the chat, right? So you have these declared and preferences, the zero party data, which is so exciting. You ask, do you like Adidas and Nike? They tell you. They ask what kind of size you have. They tell you, and you can store this information with these with this individual user um, because you have it in one thread in one chat. And you can store it in your CRM, and you have it right. Figuring out the same information about this user uh, in a different way takes you ages. Hmm. Wow, and I'm guessing that the engagement rate is also much higher, right, over email anytime, any day, right? It's between eight x and ten x more. Yeah. 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 yeah I guess you're, you're also consuming less information. I mean, what you're sending in a chat is just a couple of lines of text, and it's more easier for somebody to read that and respond to it as opposed to an email, which tends to be, you know, has to be designed, tested, formatted, sent uh, than this, right? And if you want, you can always, you know, can always keep on the conversation, right? So you can keep on going, right? You ask, you want to know more, you click a button inside the chat, then the next messages are coming. You can design this user journeys inside the chat, which email is a no reply to every, to uh, one too many, no reply. And messaging right. is one to one and completely please reply we can answer that automatically so it's a completely new way of interacting with customers which is fantastic because you can build a relationship with uh users which is so important these days because it's getting harder and harder to do that because the emails you're sending are all in this folder in gmail for promotions right so you're going don't get through push notifications apple and uh, android are nudging you to opt out right um so it's gotten really hard to get to the consumer and and messaging is still is probably the most effective channel out there yeah so gary the thoughts crossing my mind if i was in a, a supermarket a big one and I'm looking for a product. And I mean, if there was a chat bot that I could communicate with and ask a question like, Hey, uh, where do I find this unsalted butter organic? 
yeah. you know, and I'm in store number 142. And I, if I get a response from a chatbot in a second, that would, I think, just be incredibly awesome instead of having to teach somebody how to use an app, look up a product, locate it. I mean, there's just many uses that I can see where it's just from a interaction perspective could be super useful. Yeah, and, and you could even you know go much further, right? With hey, I'm in aisle three in front of the pasta section. Which pastas are gluten free? That yeah. would all work. But also, you know, imagine loyalty programs, right? So all, every retailer has a these days has or should have a loyalty program um, to get your most important customers back into the store, right? Um, how often is that is a real hustle to do that, right? You have to sign up to, to do that. You have to enter, enter all the information when you're standing in the store to get a short discount or something. You can do this via chat. It, it, it's just much more convenient. You can do that. You can reach your customers and after that more effectively, you can share the location and make recommendation based on location because in chat, you have so many more options than an email, right? You can share your location. You can send images. We can process images automatically, recognizing this with, with AI and tell you what is what kind of product that is, for example. That's it's all possible. So this is really the, the new shiny, shiny world. Yeah, so I guess the question is how do you, change behavior, right? Somebody to do it. I mean, something seems so logical and obvious to do, but, you know, sometimes it's like QR codes. They've been around for the longest time, but until the pandemic, they never really quite took off in the US. <laughs> yeah. So, so Max, uh, do you work with any companies here in the US? Uh, yes, we do. We do. Ford, for example, is, is uh, one of the uh, largest uh, or, or largest US. Oh, okay. Uh, but so then do you see significant differences between US adoption or use of you know this channel versus what's happening in Europe? Um a little bit, yeah, a little bit of different. I think um the Instagram is much more important. Um then WhatsApp is completely so far not so much important. Um, yeah. I've seen when I was in New York two weeks ago, I saw billboards for WhatsApp in uh, from from Meta. I've never seen billboards for uh, for WhatsApp in, in Europe. Anyway, it's at any default, point, right? So, right? It's the yeah. default. It's infrastructure, right? So I've never seen that. I think the biggest the biggest difference is that SMS is already there and SMS is already used um, by a lot of companies. So opening up a different channel um, requires thought and you know you just need to make sure how is that different to sms right what's different here versus sms because what you don't want to have is you know join us here here or here and then nobody's joining right yeah yeah totally mm -hmm. agree i mean i that means i think gary would we can probably come up with 50 use cases of how this could be oh. effective and yeah the, it all comes down to you know how do you change behavior so that they adopt platform and I think there's very little appetite and I've seen a lot of retailers drop their SMS marketing yes. programs you know because it's also much more expensive uh, because now you're dealing with carriers to send the messages out and then a response costs you you know the customer doesn't want to pay so you wind up having to pay to process those messages so just from a cost perspective I think people find it prohibitive and I've seen I know there's there's platforms here like Twilio uh, mm -hmm. which you must obviously know who are into this game. But 
a lot of that seems like it's being used for transactional messaging than it is for two-way communication. Like I'll get a notification from Marriott saying, hey, your room is confirmed and booked or your shipment is arriving tomorrow from, you know, from a company. Very rarely is it something that asks me to send something back to them. Yeah, but what a kind of a wasted opportunity that is, right? There's no reply SMS. I think every yeah. time that is a customer interaction, that is a wasted opportunity. Imagine I would send you the SMS and would say, do you need anything more? Can I, you know, upsell you with something? Can I increase your, your LTV with that message? Because I'm asking you proactively if you need something more and you have some buttons or options to just select um to to do that i mean that would be amazing so i think every no reply sms or or email is always a, a wasted opportunity because I, there's so much more if you communicate correctly with customers you can get it uh, from so, them and out of them so, so then clients companies you work with they build the sort of customer journey through your platform and then you integrate back into the company's different data sources as needed right loyalty or whatever it might be Correct. Correct. Yeah. And wow. ex exclusive info for these listeners of, of this of this part is the messages on IG and uh, and uh, Messenger are for free, right? So you don't have the carrier costs. <laughs> so right. it's for free. That's right. It's profitable. Yeah. No, that, that's as Shaker was just saying, that's a big thing here in the in the US market. Why um, you know, SMS is not used more. I mean, there's many issues, right? You need to get a short code. A short code costs you something, right? And then you got to pay that, pay that on an annual basis. Plus, you got to pay for the messages that go out. Um, and typically, a lot of these companies will charge you for both inbound and outbound messages. Right. And uh, otherwise, you had to put this disclaimer saying that data rates apply for all these interactions. I mean, there's just so many. So many issues that that I can see being presented here. But tell us, Max, do you have a couple of use cases or stories from your experience that you found like uh, that you think would be valuable for our listeners here to hear? Yeah, sure. I mean, I can give you a use case from of the largest e-commerce uh, companies in uh, in Europe, um, and how they, you know, created really with zero marketing budget created some a viral a viral moment with with messaging um which sparked waves that was discussed in podcasts and in industry in industry um newsletters and everywhere and they had thousands and millions of users joining their chat um so how did that work is they used um, they said, if you are joining our chat, you get a, a voucher um, for, and they, they did it really extremely, you get a 50% voucher if you're among the first 10,000 people joining. Okay. If you're, if you're not among the 10,000, one to 20,000, you get 49%. Okay. And you, and that's a voucher mechanic, basically. So it was counting down and you do that. and they just put that out there and said, write to us FOMO. And people were doing this, of course, like crazy because they wanted to get the, right, the vouchers, the vouchers into that. And that's why they got so, so, so many users. Everybody was sharing this, getting in there because you have everything, right? So you have a strong incentive to join. You have 
this fear of missing out, this urgency to do something. And that is something that's a perfect storm, basically, to drive a lot of revenue in a very, very short amount of time. Not everybody can do that, but you know, taking two mechanics, right? The virality of social plus the the ability in messaging to hand out an individual voucher to a user. And that's a combination that drives a lot of revenue for even a very large company, the second largest e-commerce group in, in, in Germany. Wow. Interesting. So that's so the, do, you, do you guys also do sentiment analysis? I'm sure you do that based on responses that you get back from users, right? Mm-hmm. We do and, that, yeah. And how, how is that fed back to the business? How, how are they using that? That's a good question, how they use that. They most of the time use that to see if they're sending out orchestrating messages to the users, if that is well perceived. Because in messaging is a very private channel. And I cannot spam users here. I mean, Meta puts in their very good controls for that. But, but still, you want to make sure if you reach out to users that this is as expected and this is a nice personalized message and so on so most of the sentiment analysis is happening around that so is that positive is that negative um aside from the ctr right the ctr only tells you how many people are really excited about the offer but it doesn't tell you of the people that have not clicked are they annoyed by that or not so Mm -hmm. that's the sentiment analysis they do right right fascinating so the, what channels are you currently using and what's the most popular channel for this messaging? Is it WhatsApp or Instagram or Facebook Messenger? Where, where are you seeing more engagement? Yeah, good good question. I, I, I think, so messaging platforms have a very strong network effect. So once a platform is the dominant platform, it's, it's by far the dominant platform in a country. Um, yeah. So Germany is a WhatsApp country. It's green. Right. France is a messenger country. It's blue, right? So it's a blue country, as we say. So Poland is blue. Nordics are blue. Spain is green. Italy is green. India is green. Mexico is green. Right. So it, it really depends which cha- which um, platform you should go for, where the majority of the users are on. That's the first consideration. And then adding Instagram on top of that. Because Instagram is everywhere a second channel because it's so close tied to the platform. Mm. And so you where do you get the most Instagram to drive content and the other messaging platforms to communicate? Is that kind of how you look at it or? You can do both, right? So you can also use Instagram DMs. So let's say Instagram DMs, you can do very, very transactional, right? So you can ask, you know, interested in the product, DM us. Mm. And then you get the product. 15% voucher, email, uh, send us a DM and we get you the voucher. So, and you get them into the Instagram DMs and you subscribe them to receive updates. That's the, that's hmm. how you combine this. And that's how you also very quickly grow an Instagram a messaging audience, which then is so powerful because on average in Instagram, when I post as a brand, I reach between one and 4% of my uh, followers. I reach always a hundred percent of my Instagram audience, the M audience, because mm. I'm sending out a push notification right. and the majority of the push notifications, they read those in the first 10 minutes. Mm. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So do you see, so what does he, what do you think it takes to crack the U S marketing? 
That's a good. That's a good question. It's a hard. <laughs> it's a very big question for us. We currently very, you know, very uh, preparing a lot for that. I think education is one part, right? So a lot of uh, marketeers and uh, in the industry just simply don't know about the the functionalities you have there. I think the education part is big, right? So, yeah. um, and for us, it's it. We were very focused on on showcasing what's already possible in in Europe to you know you know drive that home i think but the education part is 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 the hardest um for for now um yeah and then getting some people on the ground uh to make sure that um uh, we can sell that and support that properly so i think that's for us the the biggest one to 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 crack that and um and we're very excited about that to bring these you know very well vetted and proven uh playbooks to 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 the us Right. And I know China, it's a big thing. It's not WhatsApp, it's their version of it. Uh, um, WeChat. WeChat, right? That's yeah. big trans- Same thing in India. It's just uh, transactions happen on WhatsApp. I mean, yeah. literally every Indian business that I have worked with, the most of the communication is through WhatsApp. You know, yep. very little happens via email, really. I mean, they, they kind of feel odd if you're asking them to send you an email. <laughs> most of the time, they just send you a message on WhatsApp right so same same here we have i i I realized that when we have a customer we are communicating we launched with them a a messenger uh project and we did everything we we email uh, we messaged each other the the contract to sign on messenger then we communicated for the project how to get started on messenger they then launched on messenger for their users i mean the whole world is can can you know can take place there and um i mean the next logical step for that and there are experiments in india and uh, and mexico and in a few other markets is to bring also the payment into the chat yeah. so why do you have to go to the website why do you have to go to the app to make the and here i think um especially whatsapp but also messenger which have just a much higher level of encryption I think that's much superior also to to SMS. Once I can check out there, SMS has no chance because SMS always requires you to go to the website, sign in, yada, 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 put everything in. Once I have my credit card in WhatsApp and I just can, you know, hit buy, it's obviously the the better choice. Yeah. 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 Well, if there's retailers in the US listening to this and uh, we're we're thinking there are quite a few, do you th- what do you think they need to do to try this? I mean, like a lot of them were probably not even thinking in this direction because you know there's a couple of things that come to mind. One is how many people, how many of my shoppers actually use WhatsApp, right? And how many of them use? Maybe there's more people using Messenger, uh, and you know, and I think the other thing is there's a little bit of confusion. Facebook seems to go back and forth between needing a separate messenger app to having messenger within the app versus I don't know where they are now. I think now it's back to a separate messenger app, right? Uh, briefly yeah. in between. So what, how would, what would you suggest to them if they want to try something like this? If, if they are, re- as a retailer, there is, the first thing I have to figure out is um, who's responsible for that, right? So that's always, you know, if, you know, want to do, you know the intention to do something is, is 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 great. That's a good start. But how to get this off the ground, right? Is really figuring out who should be responsible for that because you can't say, hey, this is the organic social team, right? So that the, the team that is running Instagram should do that, or is that the omni-channel team? 
mm -hmm. or is the loyalty team so i think that's the first thing to figure out a little bit what is our first objective to test that is it to drive uh footfall traffic is it our sign up for our loyalty program is it something else is it our e-commerce business whatever it is i think the first one is figure out who's responsible um and or first the objective then who's responsible for that and then the use cases are already there then figuring out what kind of platform to use and so on this are just then implementation details right so mm -hmm. but figuring out what's the first objective how i start and then who's responsible for that is most important because in the end I can get the entire customer journey into the chat from really educating the user to transaction. I don't know, shipping notifications I can get in there and sign up for the loyalty program. That's the entire customer journey, but that can be also, you know, <laughs> causing some, you know, being afraid of that because I think I cannot do everything in chat. Where should I start somewhere? And I think finding this point to start is the most important one. Right. It looks like you need a, you know, like a buy-in from the organization saying, hey, we're going to go this route, invest heavily, whether it's messaging in the store, the customers everywhere possible. And I think you're saying that there's chatbots and obviously automated mechanisms of interacting with 90% of this con these conversations with customers, right? Not everything requires a person behind it. You, you have some kind of AI and chatbots that can do that. Yeah, there's no person in, in involved, and I I think being scared off because every you can do everything and you can go all in. And I know that a lot of stores, for example, in Brazil, are already doing this. You see, just also in Italy, I was in Italy last week. Also, the the biggest and luxury stores there, they already have writers on WhatsApp, right? So they already have that. Um, you don't have to go all in at the beginning, you know, finding a niche use case. You can st start with one store in 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 doing that. I think. You know, but, you know, finding the starting point without being scared by all the possibilities you have and this transformational value that can you bring with messaging to an organization, um, you should not be scared by that. You just figure out a starting point. I think that's the most. Yeah, I, uh, Sheikha, I've seen, you know, so many retailers, though, uh, not being proactive with trying to build engagement across new channels, you know, that they tend to sit back and you know well when our shoppers are on this channel or that channel and there's enough of them then we'll use it instead of being more proactive with driving engagement and building it and this just sounds like a perfect opportunity for more forward-looking retailers to really drive engagement and then max as you're saying you know start small but then you know there's almost no end to what can be done here yeah, and Gary, I think we've seen in our data that digitally engaged shoppers are your most loyal ones. They tend to, you know, be more connected, uh, spend more yes. in stores, and looks like this is kind of like the next level. I mean, if you're using my app, that's still passive, right? Because right. I can find out what you're looking for and doing it, but you're not really communicating with me. But if I'm connected with you on a one-to-one -one basis through some kind of a, you know, messaging platform, that's a much deeper connection. Yes. You know, and I feel that what a retailer is really trying to do is fight for your mind space, right? You, you have 24 hours in a day and that uh, your brain is being occupied by multiple things. And what percentage of that time are you really thinking about the retailer? And if you don't have that one-to-one -one connection, it feels like you're losing out and it's easy for another retailer to replace you 
you know, if they just come up with a better shiny object. Yeah. I, I really think this is a this is terrific. So. Yeah, no, I, I think there's something really big here in the US market. Yeah, yeah. Terrific. Well, Max, my gosh, you know, we've been talking and it's it's we've kind of ran past uh, the clock here. But this is like super interesting. I mean, of course, I think your background is amazing. The fact that you are a lawyer. So did you ever regret it at any point saying I need to go back to practicing law? I uh, never, never. And I but I still practice <laughs> law almost every every week because uh, data compliance, GDPR, CCPA and all this kind of stuff that is still very much uh, present and important because right. It's a private, very private area of messaging. So managing consent properly and making sure everything is compliant. That's something that's also close to my heart. I, I graduated in, in, in that area and in data protection law. So I'm still doing that every day or almost every day, every week for yeah. sure. So still doing that. That's terrific. So so what's the vision for Spectrum? What are you, what are you planning to take it? Our vision is to make for um, for all brands, or for every brand we work with, make messaging their number one uh, CRM channel where they communicate with their customers. Cool, fantastic. And how do how do people find you if they want to find you? They find me on LinkedIn. I think that's the that's the best way. Uh, that's my name is a little bit hard to pronounce, so you just read it out. So, so Max Koziolik. Koziolik, right? yes, exactly. Kozjolik, yeah, yeah, very good. All right. Yeah, yeah. I got a few German friends, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrific. Well, Max, thank you so much for this conversation. Gary, anything to add here? No, uh, this has been really interesting. So, Max, thanks for joining us uh, uh, from uh, Dublin today. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess uh, we're going to thank the production team for putting this out. And Max, uh, by the way, if you want uh, the Retail Perch coffee mug, if you can send us your mailing address, we'll make sure we put one in the mail for you so you can have coffee with us next time you're on the show. So That sounds amazing. I will definitely do that. Thank you for offering that. Super. Again, thank you for coming on the Retail Perch and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All the very best for your company. Thank you. Take care. Bye. And I guess one day you're going to run for election again. Is that still on the cards or? I cannot give official statement. Okay. You will neither <laughs> confirm nor deny the allegation. Okay. All right. We'll leave it at that. Thanks again. Have a great day. Thank you. Make sure to join us every Monday and connect with us at The Retail Perch on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at theretailperch at birdseye.com. Until next time, this is Shaker. And this is Gary, signing off.